Front Porch Radio presents Circle Unbroken with Taft Ayers. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day when I saw that hers come rolling or to carry Welcome back to Circle Unbroken. We we say this literally every time. We say that we're glad you're here. We say that we're glad that you found us. And today's episode of Circle Unbroken, in this show, I'm going to really step into some things that are going on in between my ears. And I want you to know this. You can you can switch the station now. You can listen to something else if you don't want to know what's going on inside of my head. But I think as a host from time to time, it is of the utmost importance to let you know, number one, that you're not alone. Number two, to let you know the different things, the, the different aspects that make us tick. Because I think far too many times in life, if you're anything like me, what you can be guilty of doing is you can find yourself making it through every day, putting on the face that you're supposed to put on, maybe wearing a mask that you're supposed to wear. And then sometimes what we don't do is we don't step back and say, hey, this is what's going on with me. Hey, this is a way in which I'm feeling. Now, let me begin the show by saying this. I don't want to be doom and gloom. I don't want to be presented as the person that you walk up to and you're afraid to ask them how it's going. We all know those people. The people that you look at sometimes and you think, okay, I want to ask him or her. I want to say, are you having a good day? But I also realize I don't have three hours to sit down and and hear the answer. And so I'm going to try to give you in this hour format show today, I'm going to try to give you a little bit about a certain word that is really circulating, that's really raising its head in my life. And that word that I'm I'm going to tease you with here at the beginning, that word is frailty. The, the frailty of life, the, the frailty of our, our human condition when we try sometimes to be so tough, to pretend like we have it all figured out and like we have everything going on. But I'm going to put a pin in that word, and I'm going to take you back a little bit. I'm going to take you back, and I'm going to do a little bit of storytelling with you today. There's a gentleman by the name of Kenneth. His name is Kenneth Grizel. Kenneth Grizel is a man who was born in Winchester. He left Winchester and went to several different states. This is after going to college and getting a Bible degree. He went to several different states and he preached. And there was something a little bit different about Kenneth. Kenneth was one of these fellows that would stand up in a pulpit. He was a little extra tall, so so he had a little vantage point when he would look over a church as, as he would preach. He was very charismatic and so he could have a conversation with you about the bible or about sports or about politics then when god blessed kenneth and his wife with children he had children he was able to carry a conversation with that following the children grandchildren entered the mix and so kenneth was very well described and well versed as a man of the people the kind of guy that you would want to listen to him preach. You would want to listen to him talk. Even people that did not care too much about church or that weren't too interested in organized religion found themselves meeting Kenneth in the community, meeting him at different places and saying to themselves, you know what? 
This is the kind of guy that I can have a conversation with. And if he presents in a long format at church, you know what? I might just be interested in going to listen to that. The kind of guy that you would want to preach and to be a member of the community in a local community and a local church. Now, I'm telling you a little bit about this guy trying to paint a picture of him. And I want to let you know a little bit about my background. Those of you that have been in our audience for a while or maybe have researched me, you know that I'm very passionate about all things business and growth, and I love our platform here of, of mass media where we have this microphone, sometimes I call it a megaphone, so that you can help businesses grow. I'm, I'm very passionate about that. My background, the, what led me to this position here, is my background was in professional ministry. I got two degrees, and I'm going somewhere with this story today. I got two degrees in, in Bible, and then I got my master's in Bible, and all I ever thought I wanted to do was preach and teach in the church format. Well, so I went to college, I got those degrees, started working with local churches, but I'm going to tell you something. I found myself in a position where I began to think, number one, do I want to raise my kids in this? And when I say in this, what I mean by that is sometimes a minister's family, the kids, as you know, some of you listening can relate to this very well, they can live in a fishbowl. They can live in a fishbowl where, where people see them and look at them and evaluate them maybe a little bit differently than they do some of the other children. And that's because a lot of times the messages that are preached, somebody will hear it and think, oh, they're, they're holier than me or they've got it all figured out, dot, 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 but look at their kids. So, so that was one thing. Another thing for me is that I found myself having better conversations outside of the church. I found myself talking to people and doing life with people outside of just the regular church circle. And I began to have this itch. I began to have this feeling and this thought of, I still love to preach. I still love to teach. I love to speak. Nowadays, that's grown into speaking to businesses and in community organizations. And so I still am fulfilled by that, just to give you a little bit more inside baseball here. But I found myself thinking, should I do something else? Could I do something else? More and more of the preachers that I met, more and more of the ministers that I met, I felt, you know what? There's something different between me and them. I'm not wired the same way some of these individuals are. And then I met Kenneth. I met Kenneth. I was in Jackson, Tennessee. And I met Kenneth and I was able to meet him by an organized group where I had gone to speak. And he came over to me and talked to me. And I think maybe I said something or did something in my presentation that triggered him. You know how this goes in politics, in sports, maybe even at your church. There's somebody that will speak sometimes and they'll say something little. And when they tell you that little thing or they say that little thing in a one-to-many format, you think, I need to talk to them individually. I need, I need to go and talk to that person because I bet we're a lot more alike than everybody else in this room or building. I'm like, we've got Delk Kennedy running the boards here today for us. Delk, I'm going to ask you this. Can you relate to that where you hear a public presenter and they say something and you think, you know what? We might be friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I understand completely what you're saying. And uh it's an, I think it's an insight, perhaps, that, sure. uh, that that person has that maybe, maybe you share. Right, right. And I think different people in congregations, assemblies, meetings, I think, I think people in those situations, even if they don't know it, they're hungry for it. 
that, that they want somebody that can relate to them and be personable. And so I was unintentionally doing it. I was speaking and Kenneth came up to me and we talked and we got this bond. We got this bond to the point where Kenneth asked me, and I told you we're in storytelling mode today because I want to take you somewhere with this. Kenneth asked me, he said, Taft, what brought you into full-time ministry? Well, I told him, hey, I met a man one time who was a minister who was very influential in my life. And when I met this person, I told Kenneth, I said, this guy was just a real guy. He was an authentic guy. He was somebody that I felt like I could connect to, somebody that I warmed up to. And then I told him this next part. I said, and I haven't found many more of those people in my path since then. I was dejected. I was in a place where many people have been before, maybe professionally, where they find themselves questioning the next move or what they're going to do. And I don't know what happened that day. I don't know why it happened this way. But many years ago, in that circumstance, Kenneth became a mentor to me. He started checking up on me. He started asking me how I was doing, checked on the spiritual life of my family, liked to send me messages. Sometimes it was, hey, how's your bride doing? How are your children doing? Other days it was this, have you seen the Tennessee basketball team? And he would talk trash to me about sports. He, he was just a real person who I could have real conversations with. Then one day I got a phone call from Kenneth. And I got a phone call from Kenneth. It wasn't just a text. It was a call. And this day and age, you know, a lot of people that are in the texting world, when you get the phone call, you think, oh, they really want to talk. They, they want, they've got something very important to say. And sure enough, he asked me if I could come to a dinner at his house because there was a job opportunity at his church. So at the church where he served, I got a call from a mentor that was going to ask me, hey, would you like to come and work together side by side with me? Now, all of you have people that you look up to. You have people that maybe are mentors or maybe they're even in hero status for you in your life. And if they ever called you and they ever said, hey, we have something here that just might be a job opportunity and it just might be a job opportunity where you can come and work alongside me, you would at least have the conversation. Think about it right now. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, Think about those people who in your life could call you, who in your life could reach out to you and you might be happy and secure at your job, but there's that person that if they called you, you said, you know what? That's my buddy. That's my friend. That, that's my sister. That, that's somebody that I'm really close to and I could consider myself working with them. You listening today probably have somebody like this. So when he calls me, I had to take the meeting. I go and I sit down and we break bread together. We eat and we talk. And there was something about this meeting where I thought, he really needs me to come and work with him. He needs me. And I don't mean needs me like I'm some valuable asset, but it was this thing where a guy really needed his friend and brother to come and work with him. So after the meeting, we had church leaders there. I sat with Kenneth on his back porch. And I said, I need you to shoot me straight. And you all have had these conversations too, where you look at somebody and you say, if I come and I work with you at this church in this capacity, Kenneth would have been the preaching minister and I would have been the outreach minister and we would have shared some different roles together in that. I looked him in the eye and I said, Kenneth, are you going to stay here? You're asking me to come and work here, but here's what I want to know. Are you going to stay at this church? Now, many people know how this goes. Maybe it's in college athletics. 
You see a, a kid, an athlete, gets recruited to a school, and then what does he say to the coaching staff? Are you guys going to stay here? Are you going to stay at this school if I'm going to sign this letter to stay? And when I asked him the question, Kenneth, in all of his authenticity and genuine nature, looked at me and he said, I don't know, but I think if you came, I might stay a little longer. Well, let me tell you something. I'm not the most cautious person in the world. Those people that know me well know I'll just get up and go. I'll go and do it. I don't really weigh the cost the way that I should sometimes. But something happened that day. It was one of those rare moments where I looked at him and I told him this. I said, Kenneth, I don't know. It doesn't feel right. I don't, I don't think I should. And here's what I told him. But maybe one day we'll do this together. Maybe one day somewhere else we'll get to do this. And maybe if you're like me telling this story so far, maybe you've got something like that. Maybe you've got an un, what I like to call an unopened life message. Maybe you've got a tab in your life that's just sitting there and you think, maybe one day, maybe one day I can do this with them. Maybe one day I can join that team. Maybe one day I'll go to work with her. Maybe one day I'll accomplish it. But it remained unopened. It remained unopened in my life and it was something that I thought, you know what, will this be a regret? Time will tell and God only knows. Well, fast forward a little bit. And Kenneth wound up leaving that post. He wound up leaving that place. And I don't say this to tell you, I told you so, I was right, I know. But it was one of those things where he moved on. And he moved on up to Kentucky. And he moves on up to Kentucky. And let me tell you something about a mentor. No matter where they go, no matter what they do, and no matter what you do, a good mentor will stay in your life. They'll stay in your life and they'll stay in your orbit. They'll stay with you. They'll keep talking to you. They'll check in. And I wound up leaving full-time ministry, meaning where it was my only source of income and the only thing I did ever. And all the jobs that I took after that, Kenneth, my mentor, kept checking in on me, knew that I loved to preach, knew that I loved to teach. And he would call me and he would say, hey, when are you going to be in this area again? Well, I knew what that meant. It was going to be time to eat. It was going to be time to go eat, catch up, and talk to each other. And it warmed my soul to get to do that with him. Well, one day he calls me and he says, Taft, here I am in this church spot. And, you know, we need some people to come in and fill in for us this summer, some people to come in and speak and teach. I told him, I said, I'll come. But if I come and speak there, here's one thing I need to tell you. I need the day. He said, what do you mean by that? And I said, Kenneth, I don't want to just blow into town, speak at your church and blow out of town. I do that a lot in my life. I need the day. I need the day to be blessed by my mentor, to catch up, to, to reach out, for, for us to talk, for us to do life together. And you've got those friends. You've got those people in your life where you don't want to just spend five minutes with them. You'll take it if you can get it, but you want to do the day. Well, Kenneth and I started doing this year after year. The job that I had was, was with a nationwide Christian media company. And so I was able to go into his city as a part of my market territory. And it was great. I would speak at his church. I would teach at his church. And then afterwards, people would say, are you a full-time minister? And I would say, no, I do this from time to time. And they would say, oh, well, we love this Christian media group, and, and we would like to advertise with our business. 
we would like for you to come and speak and teach here. So then, folks, hear this part. My mentor and my relationship with him started to bless my life financially. Oh, it was great. It was fun. I would tell my wife, you know what, I need to be around Kenneth more. And she would say, because you like making money? And I would say, yeah, because our family needs the money. But you know what? I like it because he blesses me. He gives me energy. And I love spending time with him. Well, I told you that Kenneth had these children. And then Kenneth went on to start having grandchildren. He started to have grandchildren. And as he had his first granddaughter, he had her. And I told him, I said, I know you really wanted a boy. And he said, man, I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. It doesn't matter to me. And so I started to learn about Kenneth, the granddad. I started to see him in, in a different role, in a different way. As my kids were getting older, I would come to him and I would say, all right, Kenneth, you've got kids getting married now. You've got kids that are starting to have children of their own. Teach me your ways. And he did. He would tell me about life. And then he would start to use words with me like this, Taff, you're going to get older. And as you get older, things are going to change. Things are going to be different. You're going to look at things in a different light. Things are going to be strange as you grow and you see people change and evolve. And he said, Taff, life is going to feel really short the older you get. So you want to make the most of those moments. Well, I loved having these conversations with him. It, it meant a lot to me to talk to Kenneth. It was fun. It was exciting. He poured into me every chance that he had. And this past Sunday, Kenneth was preaching at the church in Greenwood Park in Bowling Green, Kentucky, a church where he has made a lot, a lot of headway, done a lot of good work in the community. And somebody told me about this preacher didn't know that he was a mentor of mine. And they told me, they said he was preaching this past week. And they had some of his granddaughters there. And I want you to picture this as we go into break. This is the kind of guy who mentored me. He goes in. He preaches a sermon. At the end of the sermon, they had an altar call or an invitation. And the song had a, a phrase in it about running to your arms. And it's about a child running into the arms of a father or God. And as Kenneth was speaking and teaching, and he had finished, the congregation was singing, and his granddaughter leaves the aisle, runs, and jumps into his arms. Jumps into his arms as a grandfather who's just finished preaching, standing there with his granddaughter. A beautiful image and something really, really, really beautiful to see. And as Kenneth was standing there holding his granddaughter, he had no idea that this would be the last sermon that he was ever going to preach. Come back with us with Circle and Broken for the rest of the story.
This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and carry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Debbie Matthews with the National Realty Group, and if you've been paying attention, you know the housing market has been tough, but rates are beginning to thaw. So if you're thinking about selling, the time to jump in is getting better every day. But if you're thinking about buying and those interest rates are still a little bit too high, a good agent knows how to negotiate interest rate buy-downs, and I'm a good agent. So call me, Debbie Matthews with National Realty Group, 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. We're back on Circle Unbroken. I'm your host, Taft Ayers, and just letting you know behind the curtain what we have going on today. We've got our station owner from Kennedy Broadcasting, Delt Kennedy here. Welcome in, sir. Good morning, Taft. I am glad you're here. Uh, we have, if you're just glad now joining us, we, we are doing something today that's a little bit different and and Delk didn't know my topic before today. So Delk, thanks for thanks for sticking with me on it, man. Well, thank you, Taft. I think uh, I, I know the rest of the story, and you're about to tell the audience the rest of the story. And um, it's a story worth sharing. Mm. Yes, yes, and that's and that's what we're attempting to do today. So, so if you're just now with us, uh, the word that we're using today is frailty. We're talking about the frailty of life, and it's something that you hear a lot of times when you read the Bible or or when you're in a church space. But it's a reality. For many of us, that we're not promised tomorrow, that every day is a gift. And I began by, in our first session today, at the beginning of the show, talking about a life mentor. And here's the quick version. A life mentor named Kenneth Grizzell, who spoke life into me, one of these preachers 
that would be really mad at me today if the only thing I described him as as a preacher. He would say, man, I'm different. I'm different than the other preachers. And he was. He, he was so different. He was a man of the people. He was warm. He was easy to talk to, easy to joke with, very vulnerable uh, about his life. And the tease I gave at the end of our first session is that this past Sunday, this past Sunday, Kenneth was speaking. And at the end of his sermon, now let me tell you something about the sermon. He couldn't sleep the night before. He was up till 3 a.m. Like he, he, he kept popping up, kept popping up awake with all these different thoughts about his sermon. He tells the church in the sermon that it was a weird night for him and that he felt like there's some stuff that he's supposed to say about legacy, about life, about being faithful to God and what that means. Well, then Kenneth gets up, and Kenneth's a very smooth talker. He gets up to preach the sermon. And when he gets up to preach the sermon, his microphone's not working. He grabbed the wrong pair of glasses. Some of you are in the space in life where you know what that means. He said, this whole thing is a mess. This whole thing feels like a wreck. And he even told the church. And Kenneth, Kenneth is a charismatic guy, but not a guy that talks like this all the time. And here's what he said. He said, it feels like we're under attack. It feels like somebody doesn't want us to preach this message today, but we're going to do it. And he preaches a message about your legacy and about faith and about life. It was a beautiful message. And then I told you at the beginning of the show, at the end of the message, Kenneth, who actually has wound up having seven granddaughters, uh, Kenneth is speaking. And when he speaks at the end, in Kenneth's tradition, what happens is he at the end, he will say, if anybody has a need, you can come forward. It's called in some churches an altar call. Here in this tradition, it's called an invitation. And it'll say, as together we stand and sing. And everybody stands up and they sing a song. Well, the song that they were singing had a lyric in it about running into the Father's arms. And it's a, it's a beautiful Christian song. But when the congregation sang this part, his granddaughter jumps out of the aisle, runs up and jumps into her tall granddad's arms. A beautiful moment where the church probably looked as they were all singing together and probably said this, Oh, oh that, that's great, man. That's, that's great that the granddaughter feels that way about her granddad. Good for the granddad to have the strength to hold her through a song. I mean, some of my kids and some of my days, I'd have to set them down, you know, and say, You're st- stand beside me so I can nurse my lower back or my arms going numb. But, but he holds his granddaughter. And I told you before the break, probably not knowing that that was the last sermon that Kenneth was ever going to preach. And let me stop there and say this. The last sermon that he was ever going to preach with words from a pulpit. And here's what I mean by that. That evening, Kenneth and his wife, Lori, with their granddaughters in the car, about 6 p.m., struck a fence Kenneth's wife, Lori, and his granddaughters got out of the vehicle, no no life-threatening injuries, and Kenneth passed away. And as I tell you this story, I don't tell you this story today for everybody to be in doom and gloom or to further depression, anxiety, or whatever feelings you might have in your life, but to say this. He preached his final sermon 
And I said earlier, with words, because Kenneth is preaching messages today at this very minute to people through his life, through his relationships. The message of his life is living on with all of these people. But I want to ask you this. If you're a preacher or not, if you're a speaker or not, that doesn't matter. Every day that you live, there's a different message. There's a different message that you are preaching, a different message that you are teaching to people. And what if it was your last one? What if a conversation that that you had today with somebody was your last conversation? And here's what I'm telling you. If you're hearing me speak right now, this is what I want you to know. It's not too late. I'm staring across the studio at a book, and the title of the book is Here Comes the Sun. And so what I want to tell you today is that if you're hearing this, there's hope. If you're hearing this, it's not too late. My grandfather would always tell me, if you're not dead, it ain't too late. That was his deep theology from McNary County, Tennessee, probably from the the podium of the Raymer Quick Stop. But, But he would just love to remind us, if you're still here, you can still do something about it. So again, if you hear the sound of my voice and you are able to listen to this, newsflash, that means you're alive, whether or not it's on podcast or radio format. But you're alive. You're living in the middle of the gift that is today. And so if you think about the last conversation you had, the last thing that took place in your life, it's a message that you're presenting. And do you want to change how it sounds? Do you want to change how it's received? Do you want to change how people hear it? There's an opportunity for you and for me and for us to do this. And I'm going to use the life of my mentor, my friend and brother, Kenneth, to encourage you to do that. You see, right now, all I can think about, this story is just a few days old. We're recording this right here on a Wednesday. Kenneth passed on a Sunday. And God willing, and I mean that more than ever, I'm going to go and teach tonight. I'm going to teach a group of people tonight, and by preaching and and teaching this tonight, I'm going to think a lot about those words, because what if it's the last thing I ever say? What if a meeting that you're in today is the last meeting you ever have? Did you treat people with kindness and respect? What about text messages, phone calls? Again, I'm not telling you any of these things today to beat you up and to make you guilt-ridden, I'm telling you this today to provide hope, to say, evaluate the conversations that you have. Fun fact, one of the last messages, I was sharing this with Delk, one of the last messages that Kenneth ever sent me was a little bit of trash talk about the Tennessee Vols and the basketball team and a new player that they have. And you think about this in your life. So we have some meaningless conversations sometimes, don't we? But they might wind up meaning a little bit more down the road. They might wind up with a little bit more impact down the road because it could be the last thing that you ever say to somebody. And so I want to use the life of my friend Kenneth, and I want to encourage you every day that you live to realize if God wakes me up today, you ready for this one? It's because 
he has something for me to do. And if I look at every day this way, it will change the way the alarm clock sounds. It will change the way that I wake up. It will change the way that I feel. And so when we really look at this as every day being a gift, every day being an opportunity to serve, to do better, and to live in grace, it will change the way that we interact with people on a daily basis. Now, do me a favor. As we speak today and we think about this topic, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that death is not a fun thing for us to think about. As a man, the word that I'm really going to talk about in our third session as we end the show after break is this word, frailty. Kenneth, for me, my mentor, was a tall, strong, funny, comfortable man. The kind of man that you're drawn to. The kind of man that you say, I want to be more like him. I want to do. I want to operate. I told you that some of my first questions that I ever asked were questions where I said this, Kenneth, how do I become a better minister? Kenneth, how can I be a better dad? How can I be the husband I'm supposed to be? How can I shift my kids into that grown-up stage when they get there and have them still love me and respect me? One of the things that's happened for me recently in the past three days has been conversations with people that worked at the different churches and that worshiped at the different churches where Kenneth had preached over the years. And some of these people have told me, I'm so sad, I'm so hurt, but if everything that we believe is true, I can't be sad for very long. And then somebody told me this, you know, we're less because he's not here with us. But it's not a loss because he's living right now in the middle of everything that he believes and everything that he had ever taught. Now, full disclosure, as we get ready to go to a break, I can preach on this show sometimes. I can get deep on this show from time to time. I can tell you to pray, and I can look you in the eyes and tell you that I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask God this on your behalf. But I want to tell you something else. If you're like me, I want you to feel the humanity in this statement. I don't understand everything about how prayer works. I don't. I've got theology degrees, and I don't fully understand it. But Kenneth taught me that I just might not have to. Kenneth taught me, he said, you know what? Some people act like they got it all figured out, and we can't stand listening to those people preach. And he said, but when somebody says, you know what? There's a mystery when it comes to God. There's things sometimes that we don't fully understand that we can't fully comprehend. And as I think about that today, I want you to rest in that. Remember this, if you believe in God or if you're even thinking about God, he is big enough for all of your questions and all of your doubts. And there's an old quote that says this, all who wonder are not lost. All that wander are not lost. Remember that today with the questions you have, the doubts you have, and the hope that hopefully you have when you think about the life that you've been given. We'll be back 
on Circle Unbroken. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. We're back for our final segment on today's show here on Circle Unbroken. And I am your host, as we've previously mentioned in the show, Taft Ayers. And I want to welcome back in Del Kennedy. Welcome back, sir. Good morning. Thank you, Taft. It is a good day. As, as we're keeping in the theme of our show today, Delk, it's a good day to be alive, isn't it? I would say that is in keeping with uh, the tale of loss that you're telling. And uh, it's an important message i think for us to be reminded of our frailty once in a while mm-hmm. not too much sure but enough right right i like the way delk said that delk the, the way you phrase that is we don't want if, if you're reminded of it too much and here's where we're going to go with this in our final segment today if you're reminded of it too much you can't really live i mean you, you if you spend the whole time every day in fret doom and gloom you'll sound like eeyore I mean, it, it will, it will, it'll be bad. It'll be down, and we've talked about it on this show. But then also, if you don't remind yourself of it a little bit or have these little reminders in life, I'm also going to present this. Can you really live? <laughs> there, there's an old song, uh, and I, it's not old like a classic, but it's old in the sense of it's been around the block for a minute. And it's a, it's a country song, and it's Live Like You Were Dying. And and it's a guy who talks about his father who was sick. And when he was sick, he came in and he told him that he was dying. Uh, But then he talked about all the things that he did. And he said, I want to encourage everybody to live like you are dying. Now, here's a Bible verse, and I'm going to paraphrase it for you. There's a Bible verse that says, salvation is nearer. I want you to hear this, folks, if you've never heard it before. Salvation is nearer. Than the hour 
we first believed. Now, you've heard that in a popular Christian song. It's something that comes from writing in the Bible. But think about this. Salvation is nearer than the hour in which you first believed. What that means is this. If I've got a destination and I'm traveling to a destination on I-65 and I know that I'm going to get to that destination, well, guess what? Every mile that I click off, it's nearer, right? Like the destination of where I'm going is nearer. And now the Bible says that when I first believed, the destination is nearer than when I first started. Now, I got a quote last night from a guy who reached out to me. And and like I said, this has been a tough thing for us losing a mentor and a friend like this. But I had a guy who reached out to me, and this is just the irony of life. He reaches out to me, and here's what he says. He says, man, I'm struggling because I'm 39. Now, some people are hearing this right now and going, man, I don't know if I'll still be alive at 39. That's so old. Other people are hearing this going, 39? You still got a diaper on? Like you're a baby, right? Like like 39 is a relative term. But my guy quoted me last night and he said, man, I'm struggling. He said, I'm I'm thinking about life. He said, I'm 39. He said, I feel like I'm on my way to 80. He was having one of these moments in his life. And you've all been there no matter what the number is, okay? And he was having this. And this guy is a professional counselor. He deals with people every day in some of their worst stuff. And he said, man, there's just something about this life. He goes, right now, I am, and Delk, you'll appreciate this, probably giggle at it. He said, I am super obsessed. He goes, I used to never care about my body. And right now, I'm just super obsessed with it. Eating the right things, doing the right things. You know what the irony of that is, Delk? He can't control it. Like, you can eat all the salad you want, exercise all you want. But guess what? When we die, we die. You know, and so that, but this guy, he's saying, I want to control everything that I can control. Well, sometimes in life, especially, I'm going to speak to men, especially as men, when we stare our humanity, our frailty in the face, we don't, we don't want to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Like, that's not something I want to think about a lot. I can quickly go from happy to sad real quick, but we're going to end today's show by saying this, the reality, just like any journey in life, is this. It's closer than it was when I was born. Dot, dot, dot. However, that does not mean that I am supposed to check out, retire, and stop enjoying the journey. It's a, this is going to sound like I just smoked a joint here. You ready? It's a journey, man. <laughs> it is. It's a journey for us to get up every day and to say, hey, I get to do this life. I may have some head garbage. I may have some things that that come into my mind sometimes that make me anxious, but I get to live it. And here's what I'm going to tell you. I could spend a lot of time this week being really sad that I lost a friend and a mentor. And if you're just now joining us in this show, I did some storytelling at the beginning about a guy who spoke life into me, and now he has passed from this earth. Sunday night, 6 p.m., car accident. Great preacher, great man. As I was talking to my wife about the next time that I'll physically be in the church, I told her, I said, the next time that I'm physically going to be in the church where he served, people are going to think I'm weird. And she said, why are they going to think that? I said, because all I really want to do is just go and sit in his office. 
I want to go and sit in his office. I want to be surrounded by his books. I want to see everything there. And I want to, I want to just have conversations with him, not in some morbid way, but almost in a way that says this, Hey man, the life that you lived was not a waste. You influenced people like me, and I'm going to continue to influence people because of you. I say all this today to tell you, you have people in your life that you have been given. If you're a granddad or a grandmother today and you've got grandchildren, you know what a blessing they are. You joke about it all the time. You take care of them, and then you might remind their parents, hey, I can take care of them, and I can love on them, but I did my job with you. You get to take them back to your house. Maybe if you're dating somebody right now, and you're thinking, you know what? This is somebody that I might wind up marrying. If you're right there, and you're really thinking about it, and they might be the one that you think you could give your life to, let me tell you something. You might not be promised tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Go do it. Maybe you're somebody today who you've been in a relationship of any kind for a long time. You've been abused. Someone's mistreated you. Maybe somebody in your life has called you an accident or a mistake. Here's something I want you to know. Your God does not do accidents or mistakes. Now, now, now. Some of you may say, but wait, my parents said, no, no, you might be a surprise, but you are not an accident or a mistake. If you have a birthday, you have a purpose. I've got a buddy who created something years ago, and it was called Kid President. And he created Kid President. There were these funny videos of this guy who encouraged everybody to, to have hope. And they, they constructed this cardboard oval office. And they shot these videos of Robbie as, as Kid President. And if you ever saw these online, it was a little African-American kid in a suit. And he would be there. And they, they, they wound up going to the White House and meeting with Obama. They wound up getting videos with Beyonce, um, Justin Timberlake, like all these famous people. And one of the things that he would always say is this. He would always say, treat everybody like it's their birthday. Well, if you take these two phrases and you put them together, if you have a birthday, you have a purpose. Treat everybody like it's their birthday. Watch this crazy theology. You didn't have to go to Bible school to get this one, all right? Treat everybody like they're here on purpose. Treat everybody like God woke them up today because he has something for them to do. Because here's the reality circle and broken audience. Here's the hardcore truth. We don't know how many days we have. We don't know. We've been to far too many funerals, far too many surprises. Knowing that I had a funeral coming up, I had to cancel something with somebody else. And I told him this. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I had a funeral come up. And then I said something really ignorant. It wasn't planned. The response was this. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't planned. Like it, it wasn't a planned funeral. Funerals, you don't, when you tell somebody you have to go to a funeral, you don't have to say to them, I'm so sorry, this wasn't planned. But it was just in my ignorance. It was in my brain fog that I said that to them. But here's what I want you to know. There's a lot of things that are planned that you may or may not get to do. And so do each one that you get to do like it's big, like it's huge. Like it's intentional. Are you ready for this next part? 
like it's on purpose. You see, here's the reality. We have jobs. We have families. We have responsibilities. But I want to say this. We have opportunities. We have opportunities to go and to grow together. We have opportunities to be blessings in the lives of other people. Sometimes things are going to happen that are unexpected. Sometimes things are going to happen where we think we're certain of something and something else happens. And you think, whoa, I've been rattled. There's a word that I kept using. And the word that I used to describe today's episode is this, frailty. There's a frailty of life. The same way a baby is born and that baby is frail. That that baby, that baby is young. That baby, you, you say this, you know, I don't really want to do anything to break it. The same way you handle an older individual. We will say now they can't walk this way, do the things they used to do. That They're just frail. We've got to realize that no matter how strong we are, no matter how smart we are, no matter how secure we think we are, life is a life of frailty. Life is a life that can be taken away from us just like this. And so we've got an opportunity every day to enjoy the journey and to say, you know what? I'm going to live a life that is a legacy builder, that builds this in people every single day. I want to conclude today by encouraging you, if you're so inclined, if you're on Facebook, go and type in Greenwood Park Church. It's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And go and look. They, they live stream their sermons. And if you want to be inspired, I'm going to give you something today that is free inspiration. Okay? You go and you search. You, and you can look them up online, but Facebook's probably the easiest way for most of our listeners. You go and you type in Greenwood Park Church. Okay? It's going to have a green GP on it as their logo. It's going to say, we are a family of Christians striving to follow God in every way. That's going to be their tagline, a religious organization. And if you go and you tap, you tap it and you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see an obituary there for my friend, Kenneth Drew Grizel. But if you go and you look back, you'll see a sermon that was presented, and it's a live sermon, and it's going to say this at the top of it. It's going to say, connection card. And you go and you look at this sermon. I'm about to give you a date for this sermon. You go and you look at it. It was presented on January the 28th, 2024. I would implore you to listen to the words of my friend Kenneth Grizel and the last sermon that he was ever going to preach. I promise you that you'll end this sermon thinking it was beautiful. At the beginning of it, you're going to use words like clunky. Because remember I told you the mic wasn't working? He got the wrong glasses. They had to sing an extra song so they could get it all worked out. Life is clunky, folks. But it can end in a very sudden but also beautiful way. And when he finishes this sermon, I want you to stay with it. I want you to sing the song or watch the song or whatever you do. But I want you to keep your eyes on the preacher. He's going to take his coat off. And you're going to see him hold his coat, and then you're going to see at the right time a little girl leave the aisle and jump into his arms. And as you think about legacy, as you think about life, and you think about yours, 
I want you to think today about all those people in your life who are metaphorically in your arms, so to speak. People that love you, people that care about you, and people that you've been blessed with. Love them today. Take care of them as best you can. And God willing, we'll see you next time on Circle Unbroken. I was standing by my window on one cold and cloudy day When I saw that hers come rolling for to carry